Hey guys, welcome to Mikey on the Mic. I'm here with my friend Tara, and we're just gonna chat about who knows. Could go anywhere with us. <laughs> right? Uh, Tara has been my longtime friend. We used to work in the emergency department together. Um, now she does the communications in the emergency department, and I have long flown the coop. And I had the very special privilege of marrying Michaela. Yes, you did. Not she, she didn't get married to me. No, no she, I didn't. Yeah. She she was our officiant for mine and Amber's wedding. I tried hard to hold myself together. That was an emotional day. That was an emotional day. The shots of tequila made it better, though. I didn't get my shot of tequila until after. Mm. That was all natural adrenaline there. <laughs> Nice. Um, so, Tara, what did you want to chat about? Anything? Well, you know, we could chat about several things. We could talk about cheaters. We could talk about cheaters. I think that we both have had our fair share of experiences with them. Um, I think the big thing that we've always kind of talked about is, like, why people feel the need to cheat and then... Like, where do their real feelings lie? Is it with the people they cheated with, or is it with the people they're cheating on? And that's difficult. Because you know they say that a wife will never leave. Sometimes they do, though. I was a wife that left, and I was cheated on. My battery on my fan just died. <laughs> Hot flash. Um, if most of you guys don't know this already, I record my podcast on my back porch. So we're out here in North Carolina in the 80 something degree weather with the 90% humidity. It's a little, it's a little toasty. And I'm looking like an alpaca. It's great. It's great. Humidity. It's wonderful. I feel you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Cheating has always been something that I just... I never understood, but then I've had friends who have, who've done it and it's been like one-time things and like, I don't know. I don't have any judgment on it, but it is something hard to wrap my mind around, I think. So I used to be very judgmental. I'm married to a serial cheater currently, you know, it's just kind of, you know, burner phone, text now numbers, you know. Yeah. Late nights out. And I've gotten to the point after 27 years, you do you, boo. Yeah, but why stay with him if he was a serial cheater? What made you stay? We had children. Mm. And I promised my children a two-parent household, which is not very common in most black households. Um, so I want it to be the cookie-cutter household. I, however, I'm not that cookie-cutter chick. <laughs> Uh, never been that. Never been that. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's rough. And I feel like I feel like a lot of people do stay for the children in like where they are cheating, but they or other people are cheating on them, and then they stay because of the children. But what about when you stay when you don't like change? Like I don't understand that. Because if you really were happy in the marriage you were in, why would you cheat? 
but not wanting change and being happy are two very different things, right? So I get that, like, not wanting change. And I think even when the relationship has kind of gone its own ways and, like, is in, like, your marriage, right? Even if you know that, like, you guys care about each other, but you're not in love and it's never going to work out anymore. But ending a relationship, even knowing that, is hard because you're closing a chapter. You're and you have to mourn that relationship. So, like, I can understand that, but also, you are creating change by cheating. Also, you're changing the dynamic in your relationship, regardless of if you mean to or not. You'll always treat the other person differently because you're emotionally tied to somebody else. I guess so. So, I have a friend who's cheating, and um, I feel like if she were happy in her marriage, she wouldn't do it. You know, it's. She said she doesn't want to leave because she loves her wife. But how can you love someone you don't that you cheat on? How's that? I don't I don't get it. I, I just don't understand. I, yeah. I don't know. I think that sometimes you can love someone and still feel like you are missing something. But then, you know, there's that whole like additive where people want their cake and to eat it too. And that's kind of where it comes down to is like, you feel like you're missing something in your relationship, but you're not willing to go out and like end your relationship to seek something that could give you what you have in your relationship and what you're missing. So you just, for lack of a better term, you use other people, right? You use people to get what you need that you don't feel like you're getting from a marriage. And then, but then is that fair to the person you're cheating with? Like that you're using them essentially for something and any promises you make are empty. Yeah, they're null and void because you're in a relationship. And how do you divide your time? Do you do it in percentages? Like, what is it? Like, I knew my husband was coming home every night. You know why? Because I paid the damn bills. <laughs> like, um, you don't have no choice, sir, but to bring your ass home. Yeah. You know? You, you don't you don't have a choice. Maybe it's like a sister wife saying where, like, Tuesdays and Thursdays, yeah, no. they're with their girlfriend. Mm, yeah, no. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, it's a wife, and then the weekends are single. And then, and then that goes into that whole polyamory situation where you just want to love everyone. I never understood the polyamory thing. I think that you can love more than one person, but I think being in love and being in a committed relationship, you agree that that is the person that you love the most, right? Like, but you can love other people, I think, but you also have to realize there's a boundary there. I guess. Also, if you don't know the signs of serial cheaters, number one is burner phones. <laughs> burner phones. Burner phones. Um, alternate numbers. If they can't set their phone down to go pee, if they sleep with their phone underneath their pillow. Um, that is something I never understood. You know, if you got to shut off your location from time to time. Um, yeah. You, you might be living with a cheater. Amber, if you're listening to this, I only pee with my phone because I'm usually in the middle of a risk game. I don't pee with my phone. I don't if I'm not, but like if I'm playing my game because I play this like online risk and I play with other people online and you only have like a certain amount of time for your turn. Oh. So I take my phone with me if I'm in the middle of a match and I have to pee. I'm like, well, I'm taking it. But other than that, like, but Amber and I have a like open door policy when it comes to our phones. Like she knows my my 
codes. Oh, and so you can get in her phone and she can get in yours? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the only reason I can get into Dean's is because he has short-term memory loss like Dory. <laughs> uh, I did throw a name out there. It's okay, though. And um, so it's I like... I doubt he's um, going to listen to my Yeah, I doubt it. So, you know, it could only be one of four numbers because he would forget them. So I just start at the top. And by the time I'm at number four, I'm pretty much in there. And then I <laughs> screenshot. I forward things to myself just in case I ever, you know, do decide to leave. And I need ammunition because, yeah. you know, he wants to be accustomed to this way in which he was living. That's not going to happen because I'm just going to throw out screenshots, your honor. <laughs> screenshots, your honor. And I might even have the girlfriend subpoenaed in because she tries to friend me, you know. Yeah. 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 Ugh. See, that's something I never understood either. I've been the other woman at times, and it was not a good feeling, and I have not my proudest moment when I was younger, but, like, I was the other woman, and we would have get-togethers, right, and Mm -hmm. his, like, wife would show up, and... One, I did wow. not. I did not try to be friends with her because I felt like that was so disrespectful. That's so disrespectful. But like, also, it's just like one of those things. Like, it was so awkward. But then, like, people who try to be friends with the like their cheaties, like significant yeah. other, just confuse so the shit I out have, of me. I have been the other woman as well, and um, so I rated that relationship in percentages. You know, <laughs> I got thirty three point three percent. Solid. Solid, yeah. Yeah. 33.3%. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, also, I guess, sign of a serial cheater. Your number gets blocked only and is only unblocked during certain hours of the day. My favorite. When you use apps to communicate. Oh, yes. Because you can log in and out of apps. You can also delete all the messages. And there's no track on the phone bill. WhatsApp is like the now cheating. Messenger, Snapchat, where it just Mm. disappears right after. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite, you know? That's how you know where you really stand with a person. Yeah. 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 If you can't message me. If I can't be on your phone bill. Right. Like, if I'm not worthy to be a number that pops up on your phone bill. <laughs> right? No, I agree. And, like, like I said, Amber and I have, like, an open phone policy. But also, I don't ever have to use it because I trust her. Like, you know, there will be times, like, where there's, like, situations where I'll be like, what the fuck? But... At the end of the day, I don't go snooping because I just, one, I know she's too lazy to go out and cheat. She's well, never going to leave this house. If you're going, <laughs> I mean, this house is fly sugar mama. You got her set. You got her set. She's not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's all the little things that you realize you're never going to be the one. Like in my marriage, I was never going to be the first choice. I'm always the second rate person. And when I was the other woman in my other relationship, I'm never going to be the first choice. I'm always the second rate person. And it hurts. It's a heartbreaking feeling to know that, you know, you're not really loved in either situation. You took vows with one person and the, yeah. and with the other person, they swear that you were their everything. But you're really, you're not anything. Right. Because if you were their everything, then why would they need anybody else? Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a hard thing. And, uh, and I ugly cry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I sit home and I ugly cry. And then I look at myself and I'm a selfie person. You know what I'm saying? So then I'll get cute for like two seconds to make the fish face <laughs> and do a selfie and then go right back into tears. It's really, it's really a, it's a, yeah. it's a process. Cheating it's a takes its toll on your psyche. Um, it's funny that we're talking about this because one, 
I don't think he'll listen to my podcast. And if he does, well, he's a piece of shit, so it doesn't matter. But my ex-husband, like uh, my oldest son's dad, um, he is now getting divorced from his now third wife. And he cheated on me upwards of like 27 times. Oh. Yeah. Did not. You're Medina, Nick for Nick. Right? Literally, uh, the night I chose to like, I was like, this is done is he got drunk in his chair and his phone rang and I was like, Hey, your phone's ringing. And he's like, answer it. Cause he was drunk and didn't realize. And it was a girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and that was when I was like, you know what, if you don't even have respect enough to even try to hide it at this point, then whatever. Oh no. My husband's girlfriend calls me like we're friends. <laughs> like she's the new wife and I'm the ex-wife. When you going to keep the grandbaby? But I, I didn't give birth to no children that have babies. My my children don't have babies. <laughs> um, girl, we need to go out. You need to hit this road up. We need, but we not friends. I don't know what. And she looked like LeBron James without a wig on. Like, <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know if she ever took off her wig and lashes when she's with my husband. But in her mugshot. Woo, oh baby. God. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes I wonder. I wonder. And just like in my other relationship, the wife looked really old. Like there was a family picture of them. And I was with my best friend. My best friend was like, is that her mom? And I was like, no, that's her wife. Yeah. You know? Honestly, if I start looking like I could give birth to Amber, please, for the love of God, <laughs> I'm, say something. Like, I I'm, I'm, don't worry, I'm though. I'm about to go back to get my hair colored. And, oh, I'm try, trying to look Listen. like I give birth to nobody other than my children. Speaking of which, though, today... And this is the most random thing. But today I was in Star- or like going into Starbucks and there's this like nurse behind me. So we're both wearing like Navy scrubs. And I was like walking in and I was like, I wonder if she knows I'm the type of bitch that wears sunscreen moisturizer. Like I take care of myself. Like this bitch is taking care of this skin. And I was like, and walking out, I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever thought in my entire life. But like also, yeah, I wear sunscreen moisturizer because I don't want my face As to be all wrinkly. Honey, black does not crack, honey. I got about five different serums I use. <laughs> I, I'm gonna yeah. look like this forever. Uh, no, I just yeah, I think it takes its toll on psyche because like yeah, my ex husband he cheated on me with some like real doozies and uh, but his now like his current soon to be ex wife and I'm not gonna go too much into their relationship because that's theirs to talk about. But like he's he repeats his patterns and he did it with his second ex-wife and he did it with this one. And I'm seeing it now from the outside, which is like a weird thing for me because, you know, his second wife and I were not super close. Um, but this wife and I, like we talk, like I consider her a friend. She's an, a great human and she loves my son and like, you know, just a good person. And I see how it's taken a toll on her. And, like, this is a bad bitch. Like, she has her shit together. Like, honestly, when they got together, I was like, thank God that he finally got someone that, like, has her shit together and, like, will set him straight. And then I just see how it hurts her and puts, like, almost like this, like, destroys some of her self-confidence in herself when she is has always been way above him. And I'm like, you know, though, that's, like, what cheating does is because, like, it's that that knowing that someone was they preferred someone over you for any sort of reason and it hurts because you it never does. know what it is like my husband says oh, oh if you cooked every day well if i wasn't at work 929 shifts yeah or if you now i'm fat but before i was too skinny now i'm too fat like where's a happy medium 
Yeah. I think no matter what you would do, he would find a reason to justify his cheating, right? It's just, it's so stupid because, like, it does hurt people in the long run because also if you're the one that they're cheating on someone with, it also hurts your self-esteem because, like, why am I not good enough to be the one? The one. Why am I the side person that you have to hide and, like, pretend like we're nothing, yeah. but then... Because when I was in the other relationship, only seven people knew. Seven people. Seven people. That's crazy. And that's not even counting my one child. Seven people. That's insane. Hold on. All right. And we're back. Sorry, guys. I had to go get some more wine because this conversation is deep. And I do mean deep. (sighs) And how long do you wait when you're the other person? How long do you wait for them to make up their mind whether they're going to leave the situation they're in? Like, how long do you wait to figure out if you're going to be that one? I don't know. Because then it goes to, like, the, like, what people say, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, do you become that one? And then do you trust them to, that you really are that one? No, really. I mean, you really can't. No. And, like, you, and then your relationship has started on, like, a foundation of distrust. Friendship and distrust. Yeah. Last friendship, good sex, and distrust. I mean, I feel like. (laughs) <laughs> from what I've heard, I feel like cheating sex is always the best sex because it's sneaky and risky, right? So, like, if you could find that in your relationship or give that, like, risk factor, like, pretend like you're going to get caught or something, maybe it would be just as good. Yeah. Maybe not with you and your husband, but because no, he's not my favorite we're person. We're old anyway. He's not my favorite person. But, no, I don't know. But then, you know. I have been a someone who has cheated previously to our relationship. And it's like one of those things, like, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around, like, if you've done this before, why won't you do this to me? And sometimes you have to take that leap of, like, I'm trusting that you're not going to do this to me. But it's hard. It's so hard to, like, believe that, you know what, because they're like, well, it's different with you. But, like, how? How is it different, different? Right? Like, because you whoever you cheated on before you love them, right? You told them how much you love them and then you cheated. So how do you get past that? And it's hard for me. Like I've had to really like work on myself and like, it was a lot of communication. And even then, you know, sometimes it just rears its ugly head where it's like, well, what about this? And how can somebody really, like, is it possible to love more than one person? Like, is it really possible? I think there's different types of love. I think there is. I think, like, okay, take for instance, like, the love that I have for Amber. Amber is my person. She is 100% the complete opposite of me. Like, honestly, I don't know if I could try to find someone more different if I tried. But she also takes the worst parts of me and amplifies them in a better way and vice versa. And we all know, you knew me when I was single. I was a crazy person, right? But she calms me down. She is like the calm to my storm because I am chaotic as fuck and it's who I am. But she calms me down and she does kind of, she is that calm and makes my maybe not so great characteristics good. And I think I do the same for her. But 
I think that also that, you know, not that I do, because I don't really feel like I have this love for anybody else, but I feel like you can have like, a well, that's not true. So like my best friend, Emily, 100% love her. She is my soulmate. Like 100, she, but she is exactly like me, right? So mm-hmm. the love I have for her is because I love the fact that she mirrors me, like my energy, my charisma, my maybe she's even a better person than I am, but you know, like those kind of things. And like I that love was her. the one I met at the dinner at the rehearsal dinner. Mm-hmm. She okay. was my maid of honor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um 100%. Honestly, we met 13 well, 12 years ago now, but my life wouldn't be complete without her. And like even if we don't talk for months, you know, or well, like a month, like I can call her and it'll be like nothing. Um, but it's a different kind of love, but I absolutely love Emily. Um, and I think that like you love people who mirror you, you love people who show you the good parts of you. And then you love people who compliment the bad parts. Right. So I think it's hard, but I think being in in being in love is different. I don't think you can be in love with, with more than one person. So what if you think that the person that you want to be with is your true soulmate? Do you wait? I believe everything happens for a reason. And I believe that forcing things it just never works. And sometimes it can be the right person the wrong time. And so maybe not waiting, but taking care of you and growing is a better way to do it, right? Like, because we've had this talk before where you can't expect someone to love you if you don't love yourself. And sometimes you have to take that opportunity to grow yourself and become this whole person that is so, like, you love yourself so much to really be able to accept love from somebody else. Cause that was like with Amber and I, mm-hmm. I wasn't looking to be with anybody at that point. I had been like, I just don't want to do it. And I was working and on it. It was so sweet. How you all just, well, it just happened. It yeah. Just, it did just happen. Happened. It just kind and of that's fell how place. it was for me. It just kind of happened. And now, you know, do I wait? And like, so there are aspects about my life that I share, mostly because most of my public fiascos with my husband hmm. become um, ER emergencies for both of us. Um, <laughs> no lies, no HIPAA broken. It's, it's my health there. Um, but, you know, like, I allowed myself to be very vulnerable with this person. And sharing things and places with them that I never would share with anybody else. Yeah. But do you think that maybe that's why you're so attached and maybe it's not the person, but the experiences that you've had? Because this whole relationship was kind of new, right? Like, it was a new sexuality. It was new places. It was working through your old shit that you've had a hard time working through. And they were that that stability while doing that. So, and if it had been anybody else that gave you those same experiences, would you love them just as much? But I don't think so. Because I wasn't really looking. Yeah. Per se, I wasn't at all. Like, I had come to a point in my life where I was like, okay, 
well, I'm 45 now and I'm content with going to be single the rest of my life. I, I had made that decision deep down inside. Right. Like I was cool with that because I really don't trust anybody. I don't. Yeah. But I mean, that's fair. You've been through a lot of shit. So I don't trust anybody. I don't trust anybody financially to take care of me. I don't trust anybody emotionally. I don't trust anybody physically. So this literally just walked into my life. Yeah. Started with a conversation. And a hair bun. Okay, so I We all I, know we all know your quirks, Tara. If you those listeners who don't know Tara, um, Tara has been, as her, in her words, strictly dickly her entire life. My entire I still am. I'm just entangled. It's- but she, <laughs> they, we had this one mutual friend who was also lesbian. Who, who I went to high school with. Tara literally would just get tingles whenever she walked into the same department and I as can her. tell when she's in town. I can tell when she's physically not in her home t- when in the town she lives in now. If she comes home, I physically can feel it. Yeah. And I'll ask a mutual friend, and I'll be like, "I had the tingles today." This, this, yeah. Have you heard from this person? Oh, she's home. Oh, she is. Yeah, but she put her hair <sighs> up in a bun, and Tara with was, the undercut was just she, a puddle uh, on the floor. And I've known this person since 1994. It just doesn't get any more real than that. I'm still strictly different. So, but. I mean, just she's just a she's just a sucker for a messy bun, especially if you put it up with some authority. Throw yes, your hair. Yes, I need up authority. Like, I need it done with. Authority. If you walk into the emergency department, throw your hair up in a bun and say, "Let's do this shit," like Tara's a puddle immediately. A whole puddle. She never did that though with me. I wore my hair in a messy you're bun. You're not a blonde. Time. You're not a blonde. I was a blonde. Oh, but you're a better redhead. And I, I, you were always a ginger, really. I was. She yeah. wasn't a bottle blonde. She was a... Yeah, man, you know, that's fair. She's, she's not a bottle blonde. You don't get blonde. that way with Amber. I wouldn't tell you if I did. Amber, though, doesn't have the authority. I, she doesn't, but I wouldn't tell you I if mean, I did. I don't blame you. I also I, she, think Amber she, is super she, attractive. She's super cute. <laughs> I, I will admit she is super I, cute. I agree. I'm not going to... Blame you. Uh, yes, I'll, I'll I've had people admit. who. Yes, <laughs> I've had people who have tried to like almost put a wedge between me and Amber by being like, "Oh, Amber is so hot," and I want to be like, and like I've literally been like, "Yeah, I, I love them both. I, I would never do that." But Amber is super cute. She is, and like, but this person, I was like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, like, why do you think I'm with her? Jesus. Mm-hmm. Just we done mentioned my friend, and now I'm just got. I'm just now she's just tingling. <laughs> tingles if she's in Charleston and she happens to listen to this Jesus please no 8 mile I love you yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's listening to my podcast it's okay but just in case she's still my 8 mile oh lord yeah no I don't know though but like see but you love her I, so it's the same thing but it's a different kind of it's love it's a different kind of love it's a different kind of but love but being in love is different right like, and I think I might be I've never not even for my husband have I had these feelings because I was a child when I got married. Not a child, but I just seventeen. So it was a different kind of love. It was like that young high school. I want to live with you forever and have all your babies. And I did. I had four babies, three of them (laughs) within like four years. We finally figured out where they were coming from, and it stopped for a little bit. (laughs) Well, 
I do like I'm not discounting your love because like you know that like I love you and if you are in love even with my feelings of negativity towards the situation and the person I will support it however being someone who went straight to gay to straight to gay again I feel like sometimes your feelings get entangled when entangled. it's entangled. See, yes. I told people it's an entanglement. When it it's <laughs> the first experience you've had with this because it is regardless of if you you loved your husband, this is the first female you've been with and female love is different. It just is. It's more intense and because you have too many hormones going on. First of all, I don't have any hormones because I don't even take my estrogen anymore. And and she's 13 years younger than me. So she's definitely got hormones. But I just think I've always said being a lesbian is like playing chess on a football field. Like you just don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you're trying your best to be like, try to stay ahead of the game. Right. And so it is, it's hard. And I think, you know, that first person like I'll always remember the first girl I kissed and the first girl relationship I had um and honestly it was a toxic one at that but it meant something because it was the first time that I had been my authentic self right so I think there's something to be said about someone who brings out your authentic like authenticity of yourself but maybe they were just meant to do that because everyone's everyone in your life has a purpose right there's this book called The One, and I forget who it's written by, but it's like a really old book, and I read it a long time ago. But it talks about how you can have multiple soulmates, but they all have purposes in your life. So, you know, like when I read it, like it was, it made perfect sense that my first ex husband was meant to help me get through my like childhood abuse because he was a lot like my ex stepfather who abused me. And so it was a way for me to process it and also be able to, as a, like, as an adult, say, you know what, I'm not taking this anymore because you don't, like, I don't deserve this and you don't get to do this to me anymore. And taking that power back, even though it wasn't from the person that abused me, was enough to help me kind of get past that trauma. And so people will come into your life to make you learn something. And yeah, they're your soulmate or you're the one in that moment, but they're the one to help you learn something or get past something and not necessarily the one forever. I don't know. It's just so hard to find someone. It really is. Like you were fortunate that Amber fell in like to your life. Like, yeah, I mean, it doesn't COVID was good to us. (laughs) Me and my, my parking lot beers. For those listeners who don't know mine and Amber's story, I'll give you a little snippet. Um, Amber hated me because we had a mutual friend who (laughs) liked to play us against each other. um, And she would try to fuck with me at work. She would, like, come down to the ED and just, like, be in my space, like, especially on, like, the worst nights ever. Um, She yelled at me once when I took a patient up to her. Like, literally, first words she ever said to me were, do you even have an N95? And I was like, oh, God, no, I got to go. Um, but during COVID, the bar shut down, and we all like to sometimes go out for, like, a beer at the ER pub across the street from the hospital. Um, but when it shut down, I started hosting 
parking lot beers. So everyone would bring some beer. I'd get a cooler and some ice and some like camping chairs or a blanket. And we would all sit in my parking lot of my condo because I didn't want them inside with my children because, you know, we talk about crazy things. Yeah. Well, and also limit the risk of COVID, all that things. True. Um, And Amber one day showed up and that was the end of it. That was the day that we got together. And like, honestly, I feel like the next week she stayed at my house and never left. You haul <laughs> the sign of a true lesbian, right? She still had her lease for another like six months. <laughs> oh, yeah, but she didn't stay there. <laughs> so no, and I mean it was it was very fortunate, but I also wasn't looking at that point. I mean, we went to a party that same night, and I had a date that wasn't Amber. I ignored him all night for Amber. <laughs> That's so sweet. So, no, I think people do come into your life when you need them and they do fall into it. And meeting people is hard because, like, I mean, if it wasn't for my daughter, we still would have been friends. But I think my I think Kayla it. definitely made it. I think Kayla really liked my alarm on your phone to stop eating shit food at 1130 <laughs> at night. That's true. She was like, Mama, you need to be friends with Emperor Michaela. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, we were like we were still like we were, we were social, friends, but yeah, we, yeah, yeah. But no, I think our Kayla friendship definitely. elevated through my daughter. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I miss her dearly. I miss her too. I was actually going through my phone and I came across her number and I was like, I couldn't delete it, so it's still in my it's still in my phone right now because I was like cleaning out my phone and I was like, I I just can't yet, but yeah. She was good though. She's a good girl. She did everything she wanted to accomplish in the 8,395 days she's on this earth. In fact, you know how many days she was on this earth. <laughs> Shouldn't surprise me, but. It's my baby. Mm-hmm. No, but like that, I think that's why I'm so protective of you because like, while I've never lost a child, I can only imagine how crazy it is and how what kind of mind space you are put in. And I feel like you were very vulnerable and still very vulnerable. And I feel like maybe sometimes people take care, like take advantage of your emotional like vulnerability because it's easy. Right. And also they don't take care of you in those like vulnerable states. Like the, the anniversary of Kayla passing Someone should have been, like, the person that you were with should have been taking care of you and not the other way around. I mean, they were going through something as well. Yeah, but they should have never brought you into it. In my humble opinion, they should have never brought you into it. And because, like, we've had this conversation before. Like, I love you. And if I needed something, I know I could go to you. However... If it were during that time, I absolutely would not. And then I would let you know on the back end, like, hey, by the way, like, this happened. But I didn't want to, like, you know, bother you because I know you were going through your own shit. Yeah. I don't know. The first year just seemed like it was complete shock. Now that it's the second year, it's reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so I have worse days now than I had definitely had the first year. You know? Yeah. I feel like it's because the first year almost isn't real. 
and now reality is yeah. like kind of setting in and like like every piece of her life fits into an ottoman <laughs> well kayla's life does not fit into an ottoman true but her life touches everybody around her and like whoever knew her their life has forever changed so her her life is still touching people regardless of if it's an ottoman or not and for people who don't know, maybe we'll discuss this in a later podcast. But my daughter, who was a RN as well as Michaela and Amber, um, she was a CVSCU nurse. She took her life on Mother's Day of 2022. But it's a story for another day. Definitely is for another day. Maybe in another year. We'll, we'll wait for another year. And yeah, we'll, maybe another year. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for one year <laughs> from now. We will... <laughs> We will have a special episode <laughs> of the legacy of Kayla, Kayla Webb. No. Um, but no, I think that that is kind of where I get protective, though, with you, is that, like, you are in this vulnerable state. And, you know, your husband is obviously not my favorite person. <laughs> and yes, uh, you yes. were looking <laughs> for support and love. And this person was like, I'll give it to you. But just kidding. But maybe I will. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you today, but next week, I don't know my schedule. Um, text my burner phone and I'll let you know <laughs> what's happening. Um, and that's bullshit because like whoever loves you should love you for the good days and the bad and support you and all that. And also if they're going through their own stuff, like knowing that like, it's okay that you're going through your stuff and like maybe take a couple of days to deal with their stuff or look for someone else to support them and then come to you because Maybe but they can't. Know, I want it to be there. For I them. know because it took your mind off of it. Yeah, but it's still not fair. I guess. You know, you're never gonna change my mind about it. Never, never. I feel very strongly about this. Yes, you do. I mean, there's got to be another blonde bun out there for me. <laughs> well, we'll keep looking. We'll keep digging. With an undercut. With an undercut. Blonde, yes. undercut lesbians who have some, like, authority <laughs> in your life. Preferably Mes- a first responder. Not, you yeah. don't have to be, but... Anyone in the medical field <laughs> who knows their shit, um, send me a private message on Instagram, and I'll forward it to Tara, and we will we'll get you all taken care of. Um... No, I don't know. I think I have a hard time with cheaters, though, like, because, like I said, I don't know if it's, like, once a cheater, always a cheater, but I do believe that if you were to start your relationship being the other woman, then it would be hard. Yeah, it's always going to be in the back of your mind, like, that sense of distrust. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. And I feel like now we should, on my Instagram, maybe we should put a poll or, like, a, like, answer... Like, what are the signs of serial cheaters? Maybe we can make a list of, like, ten red flags of serial cheaters. Number one, burner phone. Number one, you can't let your phone go. Not even to go to the bathroom. You shower with your phone. It's under your pillow. See, that sleeping with under the pillow, man, I don't understand that. With, With your hand on it, especially. And your phone always on silent? That's another. Your phone is always on silent. My phone's always on silent. Uh, but... But I just I just don't like For the ring. Yeah, I just don't like the ring. Yeah, no, not but because I can't yeah. sleep with it under my pillow. When you can't sync your phone to your 
iCloud? Oh, to your car. You know how, because it'll read your messages? Yeah. Uh-huh. When you can't do that. Oh, geez. Mm -hmm. That is a sign. When you Red flag. When that person can't text your personal number for any reason. When they have to communicate with you via apps. WhatsApp, Snapchat, Messenger. Red flags. Red flags. Or they can only contact you if they're at work, away from their significant other. Or they only have 20 minutes for you after work because they have to be home by some Ugh, yeah. Nope, that's also a red flag. I'm trying to think of what else. Cheaters. What did Ryan do? Um, oh, if they have someone in their phone that's, like, labeled as something that you don't know, like... Oh, initials. Or coworkers. They're like, oh, that's my coworker, but it's, like, the opposite sex or something, and you know all their coworkers, and you're like, I've never met them before. The initials, just the first letter. Like, if you go through my husband's home, he got people that just D, L, T, B, B, T, T, L, T, T, T. Like, ooh. what? I mean, good for him what? to remember that, because I'd be like, who the fuck is this? What? <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. When they don't have time to make time for you. Yes. When there's always something coming up. Yeah. Always. They, they always have work that has to be done away from the house. I have to go do this here. Um, or they they have friends that they don't want to introduce you to. That's like my big red flag. Like if I can't know, because like, I mean, I'm, I get along with almost anybody. Introduce me. Like it's fine. And then after that point, if they have the balls to be, be disrespectful. Known, five friends. That's it. Seven. There were seven, seven people. Seven God. people that know. Yeah. People that knew. Right. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Well, I think this might be the time to wrap it up. But I think the big conclusion out of this is that first off, if you're cheating or you're being the other person in a cheating relationship, it's important to know the toll you're taking on the people being cheated on. But also, if you're a cheater, you are taking your toll on those who you're cheating on and those who you're cheating with. And it's time to make a choice. You have to make a choice. Because you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Unless you're with Tara. And then she might some days. She likes a Tuesday, Thursday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. <laughs> Every other weekend, every other Monday is his day. Okay. Perfect. 30, 33.3%. <laughs> I think it might be. Who knows? No, but just, I think just knowing that you are affecting people more so than you realize is important. Got anything left to say, Tara? Hell no. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys later. Later.